0: Well, I'm glad I can be here with you today. And as Pastor Josiah said, I have the privilege of sharing with you today. And before I start, so I don't spill any water just like Pastor Philip likes to do. Uh, one thing, every time uh, so far we had a preacher preaching from the stage in English without translation. There were always these fights on, you know, whether you say it properly in English, whether it's English or American English or whatever else English you want to have, like Australian, yeah, or um, New Zealand or whatever else you want to have. Well, I I can tell you can relax now. There will be no such thing because I, as you already hear, I am not a native when it comes to English. It's my second language. So, uh, so you, you will hear Magda's English. OK, and for me, that's the best, the, the uh, most anointed and uh, whatever else you want to put in as uh, the best. That's that's the one. OK. And, you know, with English, I have this thing because for years I have been working with mission teams and people from all over English speaking countries coming to Poland with um, with some programs, helping church planters. And so um, that's the funny thing. You know, they teach us here English. Uh, they teach us in, in the schools. Most schools uh, teach British English, although not all of them. Yes, uh, the uh, I would say the f- the first one, just for you Americans, so that you know, they were the first ones, okay? So, you know, there is this, this kind of law of the first, even in the Bible. Okay, anyways, uh, <laughs> and so we had teams come from UK, and in UK you have to know there is England, Wales, uh, Scotland and Northern Ireland. We had teams come from Canada and U.S. In U.S. you have North and you have South. We had teams come from Australia and we have teams come from New Zealand. And so it turned out that everyone who's coming, they always want to go to this one place, but everybody has a different name for it. So some people were going to the loop, Some wanted to go to the washroom. Others wanted to go to the restroom. Some others wanted to go to the water closet. Others wanted to do WC. And some others wanted to go to the toilet. These ones the most helpful ones, (laughs) to be honest. So after a few teams, I was kind of like, okay, we have a break. We usually visited places like Kraków or some other nice city because they were visiting small towns towns where where churches were being planted. So to show them a little bit more of Poland and that actually we have some nice places and big cities, we're bringing them to Kraków or if if I was in the uh, southwest, it was more Wrocław or uh, how you would find on some, at least a while ago, English airlines, Rocklaw. That's what they were advertising. So if you want to fly to Wrocław, well, Sorry, there is no flight to Wroclaw. There is only one to Rocklaw. So, uh, so I was always saying, okay, we have a break here. You can go and you can use restroom, washroom, toilet, uh, water closet, or bathroom, whatever you need. There you go. So that's my uh, experience with English. So I, you know, I know I'm making mistakes. I know I know I'm gonna sound maybe sometimes funny, but at least I speak English that others understand. Those who don't speak English, uh, like uh, natives, you know, <laughs> because. Uh, Whenever we have someone else who needs to interpret from the stage, like sometimes Monica does it, there is always this fear, you know? What accent it's going to be? What accent is it going to be? So yeah. So this time you're going to have Magda's English. So yes. So I'm going to talk to you today about the power of presence. That's my topic. I was praying about it and thinking about it for a while when Pastor Josiah asked me to speak to you. And I thought, that's something I want to share with you. And if you have your Bibles, if you're old school like me and you have a paper Bible, or if you have phone, you can open uh, whoops, Gospel of Mark, chapter 3. And it's such a small print. I have glasses, but I have long-distance ones. And I want to start in verse 13. So it's about Jesus, and it says, He went up the mountain, so that's Jesus, and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. So this is a portion of scripture I want to base my message today. I want to pray before we start. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you have anointed your word and you have given us your spirit. So I pray now that you would bless this time that we have together that you, so that you would use me and use the word that you've given me so that we could become closer with you, so that we could experience the presence and learn to be in the presence So that we can also carry the presence. And I want to thank you that you are with us always. And we can count on it. That you will teach us everything that you uh, have shown us. Thank you. And we bless this time in your name. Amen. So I want to talk about the power of presence, as I said before. And you know, there are three main things that I want to focus on. And the first one is the power of being present. I don't know if you've noticed, but we live in a life that... It's hard for people to be present. Uh, I once heard some scientists saying that today, every single day, we are bombarded with information. The amount of information that we are bombarded with, that we receive, that we come across, is about the same amount within one day that about 50, 80 years ago, people would experience through their whole lifetime. That's the amount of information that is hitting us every day. And because of that, because of the busyness of life, because of the world becoming one small village thanks to the internet, our lives have become so busy and so full of different distractions that so often people listen, but they don't hear. People are somewhere, but they are not there. People are absent. And so it's really, really important for us to be present and Why is it so important, the presence, being present? Have you ever been on a meeting with someone, I don't know, in a restaurant, you met for a coffee, and everybody... I forgot to bring my phone. Everybody was doing this. Sitting at the table. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Been on anything like that? It's only me. You know, you go to a restaurant, you see a family sitting, you know, family of three, four, and everybody's on the phone. Whether there are three... 33 or 93, everybody's on their phone. And we are there, but we're not there. And because of the amount of information that is bombarding us, we learn to switch off. We learn to be in our own world. And we're somewhere, but we're not there. We are present, but we are absent. There is a lot of talk about mindfulness recently. And why is it important now? Why it's now? Why it wasn't before? Because people were paying more attention before because they were not distracted so much as we are these days. And that's why I say that there is a huge power of being present. We need one another. God has created us to be in relationship with him and with one another. So we need to be present. We need to switch off but not so that we come into our inner world of social media and phone or whatever else that is, but we need to switch off and let all the information around us stop at some point so that we have time to be present. To be present with our families, to be present with our f- friends, with our um, colleagues at work. You know, it's so easy to just switch off. And it's so cool sometimes because nobody's bothering me, you know. I'm there, I'm in my own, and I'm happy. Well, the problem is that we were created for community. And today, you can work from home. It's like kind of distant work or whatever. There is one time there is a better Polish word for this than I found in English. Probably it's because I don't know English so well, but there is one Polish word that is better for this. We have something that's called zdalne. You know, you work, you Remote, but yeah it's, yeah, it's the same word, but yeah. So you can work from home, you can shop from home, you can watch any movie from home, uh, you can play any games from home, uh, you can talk to anybody on, in the world from home, but the problem is you cannot live your life like that. You cannot have this so-called distant life or remote life. Because we were created for community. We are created to be together. So we need to learn to switch on from being switched off. Or we need to learn to switch off from all the distractions that are around us. You know, I heard the story of uh, some place where in the past, women, to do washing, they were going to the river. Because that's where they were doing washing. They had no washing machine, so they were going to the river. And they were washing, clothes, talking, hanging out, spending time. And then... There was the washing machine. So they stopped going to the river. And everybody stayed at home. And suddenly, in this place, there were people with depression. There were people that had some problems. There were suicides. And and somebody was just like, what happened? And probably not all of the reasons, but part of the problem was people stopped spending time together. People stopped being present. Because everybody was in their own shell, with their own thing, And that's it. So we need to learn to be present. We need to learn to be present. We need to kind of relearn to listen so that we can hear. And we need to relearn to be present so that we can receive and we can give. Because we need one another. And it's so important that we become people who are present, who live their lives being present. There is time for being me, myself, and I. But if my whole life is surrounded around that, sooner or later, something's going to break. Or somebody. And that's going to be either me, myself, or I. So we need to be present. We need to relearn some of these things. We need to make rules. I'm going out with a family or friends for dinner. I'm either not taking my phone or I'm hiding my phone. And you know, there are different situations and different issues, but we need to create a space where we are actually present. Where we are when we are with people, for people, but also for them to be for us, because we need them. So that's one of the things, the power of being present. When I'm present and you're present, and then we're together, and not just sitting next to each other. The second thing that is really, really important is the power of his presence. But to experience his presence, we need to be present. Because if we are in our own world, if we are switched off and scrolling, it's really hard for him to get through. I don't know if you've noticed, but in the Bible, whenever God speaks to anybody, he never speaks in a shout. He never even speaks loud. He always comes in a whisper. And to hear him, we need to be present. And I love this portion of scripture that I just read to you about Jesus choosing his disciples. And there are beautiful words. He chose those who he he wanted, he desired, but the most beautiful part is so that they might be with him. I just love this. Jesus wanted them to be with him because he wanted them to be in his presence. It is so important for us as church, to be in his presence, individually and collectively as a church. When we come into his presence, we experience heaven on earth. We experience what it means to hear his voice, to be with the creator of the world we're living in, and our whole life is being transformed because of the power of his presence. You know, there is a, there is a psalm, psalm, In Polish, you say psalm, you say psalm, or whatever you say. Um, And it's somewhere in this little tiny Bible. It's Psalm 16 and verse 11. It says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's a beautiful, beautiful verse That just shortly describes what we have in his presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore and you make known to me the path of life when we are in his presence there is revelation the revelation of him the revelation of who i am in him the revelation of the plan and path that he has for me. But there is also joy. There is joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. We need strength for every day. Every single day. Every minute of our lives. We need strength. And that strength comes from the presence of God. That's where we experience the fullness of his joy. Because we are in his presence. In his presence there is also pleasure. As people we love pleasure. Pleasure. We like, it, we like for it to be nice and cozy and comfortable, you know. But we always look for it in a really strange and different places. But when we're in his presence, there is pleasure. But to be able to be in his presence, we need to learn to be present, to experience all of that. And also, there is, um, there is one verse... I need to get a big Bible in English. If you want me to preach next time, I need like a big one, okay? So um, in Exodus, in chapter 33, and verse 15, it says, it's Moses talking to God. Generally, the story is like that. Uh, people of Israel left Egypt, and shortly they started complaining. Yeah, because that's us, you know? We all are like that. So they started complaining. And then they started doing really stupid things. So Moses generally got mad. And, um, and so then God decided that maybe, maybe he's not going to go with them anymore. And Moses talks to God this way. He says, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring up us up from here. In other words, we're not going anywhere if you're not going with us. If your presence is not going with us, we are not going anywhere. Because Moses understood what it means to be in the presence of God. Because Moses spent time in the presence of God. And he knew how important for every single one of us it is to be in the presence of God. You know, in Hebrew, there is no such a word like presence. The word that we translate as presence is actually face. So being in the presence of God means being face to face with God. It means looking into his eyes. Have you ever spent time talking to somebody and looking in their eyes? Is it comfortable? You know, kids, you know what they do? They always come and they look at you. They don't feel embarrassed, ashamed or whatever. It's not uncomfortable for them because they know what they want. They are sincere, genuine. So they look straight in their eyes. And God wants us to be like children. He wants us to come into his presence, which means to look him straight into his eyes. Because in his eyes, we won't find condemnation. We won't find disappointment. It's not going to be this kind of look like, well, well, you know what you did last week. In his eyes, there is always love. There's always acceptance. There's always grace. There's always this thing that you look at the face of God and you just know that you are his precious child. That's why God knows it is so important for us to be in His presence, because the enemy, devil, wants to tell everybody, every one of us, that we're not good enough, that God is mad at us, that we fail, that we are such bad sinners, that God doesn't want to have to do anything with us. But God knows what He thinks about us, and He knows that only in His presence this is where we can experience this, and we can be transformed. We can become more like Him. Because we look into his face. That's why it's so important that we become present so that we can become in his presence. Because when we are in his presence and we are present, we're ready to do the third thing. We can carry his presence. Because that's what we're called for. We're not here just to have fun and spend Sundays in the church. We're called to carry his presence. We're called to bring God to every sphere of life wherever God has put us. That's what church is. Church is people. We are people, we are his people, chosen, paid for with huge price, because Jesus died for us. And we are here so that we can bring God and His love to the world around us. So we need to carry His presence. And further on in this passage, where Moses talks to God, that's really bad. Like seriously. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your side, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? I and your people from every other people on the face of the earth. Moses knew that being in God's presence, having God being with them, meant that they were distinct. I had to check how you say that, and I don't know if I say it right. So whether it's distinct or distinct, so, but you get what I say, right? So being a church doesn't make us any different. There are many churches, and in this city, there is a whole lot of churches. Being a church makes us distinct only if we actually are in the presence of God. That's what makes us different. In Second Corinthians, Apostle Paul was saying these things. And we're going to see that somewhere. I'm really sorry. See, the problem is that I, I'm short-sighted. So to see you, I have to have glasses. For that, I should take them off. But I have only two hands. So that is really complicated. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 14 and 15, it says... But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphant procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We are the aroma of Christ. But you know, it's like with perfume. You can have a bottle of perfume standing somewhere on the shelf and it's there, but you cannot smell it. Only when you put it on you and you walk around, that's when the aroma spreads. So there is the presence of God. But unless you step into the presence of God, you cannot carry his aroma if you're going somewhere. We need to be in his presence because then we are actually taking on the aroma of Christ. That's when we become, we smell like Christ. And wherever we go, people can smell it. You may say it sounds funny, but in everything you do, how you look at people, how you say hello, how you treat your colleagues at work, how you talk to other people, this is when you show if you've been in the presence of God. Because I know from my own experience, I have two sons, the more time I spend in the presence of God, the better I am for my children. If I don't spend time with God, oh, believe me, They are not happy. (laughs) Yeah. And I know when I need to go into his presence. And sometimes because we live in a busy world, we might think, you know, but I really don't have time. The thing with God is so amazing that he's everywhere. So sometimes I pray in a car on the way here. Sometimes I pray in the shower. Sometimes I pray when I, I started knitting, you know. Yeah, I made a hat and a scarf. Yeah, I'm a pro now. And so, so I, I use that time to connect with God because it doesn't require of me spending seven hours a day praying. It would be amazing to be in his presence for seven hours just praying. But I have life. I have kids. I have work to do, you know. Meals to cook and other things to do. So I need to find these moments. But the Holy Spirit is with me all the time. And whenever I just turn on my spiritual ears, I can be in his presence. And I can take on the aroma of Christ so that when I go to others, they can actually smell him. Because that's my greatest desire. So that people who get to know me could actually get to know him. Because it's not so much about people remembering me after they met me, heard me, or whatever. What I want, and that's my prayer, that has been my prayer for years, that people would actually experience Jesus. And you know, I want to encourage you. There is power in the presence. It's, it's something that we cannot sometimes find even words to describe how important it is for us to be present to spend time in his presence so that we can carry his presence because that's what we've been called for. We are here for such a time as this to carry his presence into the world he has placed us. And wherever you are, every single day, people can smell Christ because of you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you have given us your son. Thank you so much that Through your son, we can connect with you. We can come back into the presence of our creator. I want to thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with me always. That you are with every single one of us always. That you live in us and you want to live through us. I want to pray for us today that we would become people of the presence. That we would be people who are present for others so that they can experience us and not our mobile phones. So that we would be able to listen so that we can hear. So that we would be able to receive and also give. And I pray that we would learn to... Spend time in your presence, even in the busyness of our lives, that we would make the commitment that we will connect with you in those short moments when we can and experience you. And Holy Spirit, I know that you will respond because you promise that whenever we come close to you, you always come close to us. And Holy Spirit, teach us so that we can become the fragrance of Christ, the aroma of Christ. So that we can carry it into our everyday lives. Because you called us church. And church is people. It's not buildings. It's not programs. It's people. We want to be the church. People who are present. Spending time in his presence. And carry his presence everywhere you send us. And thank you, Father, that you are always with us through your Holy Spirit. Amen.